Gone Off on a Tangent is brought to you by the following sponsors. Active Arena, Lincoln's first indoor five-a-side football venue with a dedicated sports bar. Small Beer Limited, Britain's leading cask wholesaler. Clavering's removal, storage and clearance. Big Boots UK, leading online retailer of steel blue boots. Check out our socials for all the information. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Gone Off on a Tangent. My name's Adam Stocks, I'll be your host. I'm joined as always by Carl Stubbs. Uh, he's not here, is he? The bald one. Oh, on that in a minute. Good um, evening. Evening. Mike's sat in the corner. Good evening. Covering for DT while he uh, skis, Ginger allegedly. replacement. Ginger replacement. One bald, one not so bald, one tall, one sort of tall. And producer Tibbs is here as always. Hello. Right, do you want to get Dan on the phone just no. so he doesn't feel left out? No. Are you sure? No, not yet. We'll, we'll have a bit of a chat without him. I just, That's fine. I don't want to talk to him yet. Just want to keep it going while he, when he listens back on the flight back. Yeah. That we just ignored him for five minutes. Yeah. Plus, he's waiting for his tea. We, we know he's waiting for his yeah, dinner. So that'll soon. annoy him a little bit if he's got to wait a little bit longer. No, no he's in the speed he eats at. Yeah, he's, he's like a trough, isn't he? A trough. Child. Pig in a trough. Pig in a trough. Food like, hoover. Good weekends all? Not really. I was ill. But oh. so Non-COVID. Just saying, I am tested. We're all good. No worries here. I, I got a, uh, yeah, I had a bad, uh, I was literally taken out of the game on Saturday. Right. But, uh, yeah, not great. Uh, but I woke up and at least like, hadn't signed anybody, so I hadn't missed anything. I've only been comatose for a day. Nothing happened. Then Sunday was quite nice, thank you. Carl, you? Yeah, pretty good, actually. Birthday Saturday, wasn't it? So... Of course it was. How smashed did you get? Oh, smashed. Couldn't work out if your tweet back to the podcast was real or No, joking. it was joking. Uh, I wasn't quite that drunk. I added it for a little bit of yeah, had a good, great time at Cheltenham, so. Oh, is that where you went? I did saw you went to the race and where yeah, you got? I went to Cheltenham. Clean up operation. Well, did you? Yeah, one of you did. Two P machine. Just shy of a grand. Well, nice room sharing tips with his old mate. Yeah. Never does, mate. Normally mm. nick something when you're pissed as well, don't you? Oats or horses. No, no, Came no, back no. on a horse. <laughs> <laughs> no. Don't need a taxi. That's very, very, quite sensible for me, actually. Well getting old, mate. Getting old. 30 now, aren't I? Over the Excellent. hill. That's all. Yeah. all, mate. Over the hill now. So, yeah, it's good, though. Enjoy I'll let it. you know when I start maturing. I'm sure it'll happen eventually. I'll be honest, it's not going to last long. <laughs> I've matured for 10 minutes. The only reason, like a dairy lee. The only reason you're sensible is because I was with a female, so I had to rein <laughs> in a little bit. Sort of female, Carl. Talk to us. Uh, no, we don't. Need to see. I've, what I've, what I've rem- realised with this podcast is I forget that I am recording a podcast and I share far too much. So, bird changes from week to week. <laughs> don't know who's talking about. No, this one's been the same. Yeah. Anything you want to share? No. Is it Tuesday or Wednesday? Today? <laughs> no. Just quick. That's ten seconds. Quick. <laughs> <laughs> I can't play more than that. We get in trouble strike. Yeah, for copyright strike. So there's nothing to share. Nothing to share yet, no. Did not get a bit awkward when you uh, change your Tinder location when you're down no, there with it? Because I, I'm not. I've not been on Tinder for some time. I've been uh, serious off off the market now for about three, four months. Hours <laughs> off, not off the market, just offline. No, off the, the market. physical market. Yeah, I'm a uh, uh, very loyal man. <laughs> I'm loving this. <laughs> is your mum met her? No, not through lack of trying. When she does meet her, can we get her on the podcast to get sort of marks out of 10? Bev's review. Bev's review of <laughs> Carl's latest squeeze. I mean, it could go very dangerously. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if she fucking hates her. Well, I doubt she listens, does it? You, you Quality content, though. Lady. Would be good. Yeah, it would be good. I'm not so Hashtag sure. Hashtag phone Bev. Yeah, Bev's... Had some good reviews in the past, haven't you, to be fair? People so, liked her on the pod. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Worked out you were some sort of under-14 chess player. Yeah. And, th- and then, you, we didn't tell this on the pod a while ago, you got the newspaper clippings out and sent it to us. Yeah. <laughs> That's pathetic. Extra proof. What do you mean that it was pathetic? That was the start of his road to stardom. <laughs> it was, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Right, should we get, I think we made him wait long enough. Should we get DT on? Mm. Hold on. So, just to give a bit of background, uh, obviously DT's missing this week. Mike's sat in his chair, keeping it warm. Keeping it very warm. <laughs> warm. Dan is uh, downhill skiing. Whether you think that's a threesome or he's on the slopes, we're not quite sure. We'll let you work it out. Uh, we've got some. We've got a theme tune for him to start with. So let's play this, and then we'll ring him. 
Right, ring the bald mess. Look at Blakeway's there. Evening, chaps. Hello there, Dan. Hello. You are live on the podcast. Please do not swear. Oh, well, fat fucking chance of that. Hope you could hear uh, Ski Sunday in the background then. Could you hear it? No, I couldn't. Oh, we gave oh. you a theme tune and everything. The listeners will hear it and you'll hear it back when you listen back. But we, uh, yeah, yeah, we give you a little theme tune. That was Tibbs' idea, a little input there. Brilliant. How many yeah, blokes have you been lovely. skiing with today? I've been skiing with six others today. Oh, busy. That's more of a boo yeah, than skiing. <laughs> Dirty, <laughs> flirty. My, my, my wrists are killing. <laughs> uh, yes. You should have been one of them, Carl. Should have, yeah, but don't trust myself to go skiing because like with most things, I get far too confident and then we'll end up dying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, yeah. Is it no, good? You'd, be, you'd enjoy it, mate. Yeah, it's class. We had an unbelievable day yesterday. Uh, first day and then today's been a bit different um weather's been a bit more um challenging shall we say so yeah but um surely yeah, that's the whole idea in it <laughs> be fairly shit oh, skiing what? all the day in the bahamas no just uh in terms of like visibility and things yesterday was just unreal and then today it's just been snowing and like windy Funny all day that, isn't it? <laughs> Funny that. Crazy, go, yeah. go on a skiing holiday. It snows. Fancy it. I know. Incredible. incredible. You know, it's just dawned on me. What? Skiing's more boring than cycling. No, it's not. That's a yeah. fact. I oh, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got no, the wrong way around. No, isn't. Have you met uh, anybody from a council estate yet, Dan? Uh, no. no. No, everyone's actually, middle class. To be, to be fair, to be fair, when I, when I message you saying... Honestly, lads, you can ring me in between starter and main course. I thought, I sound a bit middle class there, to be honest. Five and Dave. <laughs> That are a main course. No, What's on no. the menu? Uh, we've just had a goat's cheese and caramelised onion parcel with, uh, yeah. and, we've, we've, and we've got we've got cod, uh, some fish dish for for Maine. But yeah, it's pretty cool. We're in a like a catered chalet and six nights. We get six nights out of the seven. We get um, facials, like a four course meal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, facials, yeah. Uh, it's all about skincare over here, mate. Have, have you heard yeah. the, that stat about semen? It's actually very, very good for skin. Very good for your skin. Yeah. So So if Dan comes back and he's glowing, (laughs) oh, Dan, you're so radiant, darling. (laughs) (laughs) That's how he'll talk when he comes back because he'll have mixed with the bright and the beautiful now. Yeah. With someone it was when he gets back. No. Do you reckon he's going to come back in boat shoes and? Oh yeah. Got a proper lardy. Yeah, yeah. We'll come back. He'll watch the imps. What did you have at half time? Well, well, I had a wonderful bit of foie gras. (laughs) And some shabbly. <laughs> no, I have a bovril and a pie. Oh, no. Geezen. <laughs> yeah, bloody hell. Dan Skees, what you know? What's, uh, what's on the... Uh... Who are you talking to there? Is that, <laughs> that's Clive. <laughs> Come on, Clive, hurry up. I'm on the phone. <laughs> I, I said not on my back. <laughs> uh, what were you saying then, Carl? Sorry. Uh, what's on the menu in the, on the beer front? Uh, so, well, we've got a... We've basically got a, an honesty bar. Um, for uh, like the whole brood dog range, but Carl's not there. <laughs> <laughs> How honest do you have to be? Uh, we're being relatively honest. Yeah, we've been we've, we've been honest with them. Actually, the wine's been shit, so we've had to go to the spa and get our own stuff tonight. Oh, um, mummy, mummy, yeah. the wine is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I've never got a shaft enough to, to pop on. Buy, <laughs> you there, boy? Clean my, my wife. Used to make the wine the white bearable. Hmm. I, mean, anyway, I, feel, I feel for you, mate. Honestly, I mean, yeah. it sounds sounds terrible. Yeah, no, mate, sorted. Awful. awful. Anyway, that'll do it from you. Don't break legs. You. Bye, yeah. mate. <laughs> Gone. <laughs> honestly, I didn't. I, mean, I, I did realise game was ridiculous in middle class, but everything he said there, I felt out of my depth at every step of the way. I never thought I'd hear Dan mention some food item called a parcel. <laughs> First class, second class. Or? If, if if the food comes in a parcel, yep, that's middle class. <laughs> that's ticked it, isn't it? <laughs> and any uh, like because it's a pasty to the rest of us. Like, yeah, exactly. Like fish based. Like, when yeah, earlier, when yeah. main course is fish related, it's upper class. I like it when he that he said cod just to dumb it down a little bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's actually the finest sea bass. <laughs> I say cod, Carl, and sounds like I want it. Brilliant. Has he got any mushy peas? 
I feel, I feel like he's had enough airtime now. Let's stop talking about him. Yeah, because he hasn't bothered to turn no, up, is he? The rest of us have put a shift in. Mike's, Mike's come from the land of cod. Nearly. Sort of Grimsby yeah, yeah, way. Yeah. No yeah. facials out there, though. <laughs> 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 like a tenner, aren't they? I'd have thought. <laughs> yeah. Much more. That might be square, yeah. <laughs> Don't have to drive very far. <laughs> Should I dive into the first topic? Oh, go on, then. Right, this isn't for you, Stubbs. You might as well switch your mic off, mate. Um, we'd be remiss if we didn't go through boxing with Mike Binney, who is our official boxing oh, correspondent. I can, I can do something with this, actually. Okay, good. Good. You've got some stuff of you for us? Yeah. Right, okay. So we're going to go through the boxing calendar because he's had a little... So hiatus. AJ's been paid like 20 million, hasn't he? No. Nope. Not fight. No, we discussed that last week oh, right. and it never happened. Uh. <laughs> but luckily it was on a side project that no one has to listen to. So it's fine. So... um Boxing took a hiatus. It's back now with a bang. So obviously they're all scrapping amongst each other to get various purse bids and stuff. So let's just go through what's coming up immediately, which is this weekend. So we're recording uh, on the 31st. Yeah, so uh, this Saturday is finally on the third rearranged attempt. Should have happened in November. Got rescheduled because of the boxing ban in January for British Board of Box Control. They won't allow any boxing for mass crowds. So first available date was uh, Eubank Jr. uh, and Lean Williams. They're fighting in Cardiff at middleweight level this week. It so. is time to step up, Mr. Eubank. See, if he's got time aspirations for of world-level aspirations. Was he 31 yeah. now? Yeah. It's time to shine, isn't it? Yeah, if he's, got, uh, if he's got serious world title aspirations, he's got to win this weekend. Although it's not going to be, uh, not going to be easy. Lean uh, Williams had, has had some decent world title fights. Missed out on his last fights to uh, Demetrius Andrade. Uh, fought for the WBO world title and lost on points. But um, it's a tough fight for him, but... Who's in Eubank's corner now? Who's been training him? Uh, Shane McGuigan, I think. Is it, it, not, is it Roy Jones Jr.? Is he not training? Uh, he's been in part of the he's camp. Been in, yeah, he's been camp. As the camp, yeah. Because so. I heard somebody say on, on radio the other day that he needs to stop trying to look like him, like be himself. But he's yeah. always had that sort of swagger about him, hasn't he? Seen a lot of the, um, like his shadow boxing clips and stuff like that, and it, it, just, it just isn't him at all. So he's got he's gone he's gone down the AJ route of trying to be a perfect model boxer rather than just sticking to doing what you good at so if he can't beat some Welsh break then he's got no chance to to be fair though he's going is that, have you ever, he's Cardiff. going in there yeah, yeah but have you ever back heard like an aggressive Welshman there's plenty of boxers that are Welsh oh, Liam Williams and <laughs> 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 you're like yeah. you are I am I am <laughs> no, alright right, Bob let's have it <laughs> alright Farman Sam calm down son <laughs> absolutely battered no you're messing name with Welsh an, name an, an aggressive Welsh person. He can't. There's loads of them. Joe Calzaggi. Yeah, there's yeah. one. Well, one of the Andrew best McAnally. boxers ever. Yeah, but he's not angry, is he? Well, he's we'll smashing your face if it's all around. The front row of the boxing team, uh, the, of the rugby team. Yeah, but they're Probably not going to scare you, are they? Yeah. The Welsh accent, it's yeah. impossible for it to be scary. You flirt with a front row rugby player well, with his wife and see what happens to you. Right. You'll be shitting yourself. Yeah, look here, you little cauliflower head <laughs> prick. <laughs> Go there, boy. Get off my wife. Fuck <laughs> off, mate. That's not aggressive, is it? No, it's not. <laughs> I told you. Alan <laughs> Jones, he's pretty, he looks like he back a punch. <laughs> I'm walking. You <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> oh, I hope they're really aggressive. Welsh you just think of Matt listening. Lucas in a fat PVC, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only gay in our village. Then t- Terry, you haven't had a go at the Welsh. Jump in, <laughs> no, mate. No, you're all right. No, you're okay. No, no, no. You're okay. I, I struggle with my own accent. Am I right, let's get this back on track. So, <laughs> Obviously, that's this weekend. The big one that was announced uh, was Fury White. So, obviously, we, as you yep. were right, Stubbsy, it was muted that uh, AJ was going to get paid off. So, uh, made way for Fury and Usic to fight. Uh, but no, Frank Warren has won that purse. $41 million. Why do they call it a winner. purse? I don't know. It's a good shout. Because I would suggest Michael, that no. many of them have wallets. <laughs> or Apple wallets. Or a, yeah. It's going to be a bank transfer or now, a isn't it? meat wallet. <laughs> I'll work that again. It's bank transfer, isn't it? Um, no meat wallets for dad. You're throwing this fully right party, isn't he? Right. <laughs> I told you we had it, we had him converted from F1. We're going. This We're, is getting he's, there. He's been more he's interactive about the, boxing than the other three he's times. Offended I've been on. the whole of Cardiff and the rest of Wales. So, uh, so he won with forty-one million. Uh, Eddie Hearn bid thirty-two, lost out. He'll be gutted about that, genuinely, because obviously they're trying to make some waves with uh, Dazen or Dazen, who is. Fury gets 32.8 and White gets 8.2, which in the face of it, obviously 80-20 isn't yeah. ideal. However, that's a lot of money for White. That's the most he's ever earned. Big, biggest career uh, purse by a mile. Um, I think he got 4 million for fighting AJ. Um, so it's doubled that. Uh, on average, he earns just short of a million quid. 
So he got, I think he got 800 grand both times when he fought Povetkin. Uh, so it's a big, big purse for him. But 80 20 is a rule. So WBC state that a mandatory challenger is entitled to 20%. Um, so if you fight your way into that number one contender spot, it's 20%. So there's no negotiating from that unless the other side are willing to negotiate or they class um, exceptional st- circumstances like a Canelo. So if Canelo isn't the, the belt holder but carries a shitload of money and power with him, is the official title on this podcast is King of the Gingers. King of the Gingers. King of the yeah. Gingers. I'll not dispute that, yeah. Oh, oh cinnamon pod, whatever his name is. But, um, uh, but for Dillian White, doesn't doesn't really carry much apart from the fact he's number one status. He's not really a massive ticket drawer, is he, like AJ or, or anything he like that? He does all right so, box office, I think. Um, I mean, he, he'll feel a bit hard done to because he's interim interim champion. So um, he was hoping for 40%, um, but it was never going to happen. Close bid, don't it? So you don't yeah. know what you're going to... I mean, yeah, pretty much. Fury was saying... But the Fury camp, should I say, because his, his, his uncle is quite... Um, it's not his dad, is it? Or is it his dad? It's, it's Peter quite, Fury's a trainer, yeah. Is that his uncle? Yeah, yeah. His he uncle, is, yeah. yeah. So he was on the radio the other day saying, basically, take the money, lads. All of you, yeah, take the money. Yeah. You should have stepped out of the way. It's free money. He said all this nonsense about people working, which I get, but take the money. And he basically said he spoke to he spoke to Fury and he went, right, I'll knock them all out then. Which is typical Tyson Fury. Fine, I'll, not, I'll go through Dylan White to get to Usich. I'll knock him out. And then I'll take AJ out at the end. That's what you want. If I say you want to play it, and, and you don't, people don't want to put the best fight. For, we were discussing last week, Mark, when you were on here, the merits of what is the best fight and why you would take step aside money. But what, now, do you, what, what do you think is the best fight? Well, right now it's Fury Usage, isn't it? I think so, yeah, for the belts. Yeah, a lot of people for the fans still want AJ versus Fury, but for boxing fans, I, I would say you, you, want, you want one older, don't you? One title, one title older. Well, AJ is four the best, belts, but. He's not, no. And that is, it's a pretty simple equation that's for the me. Thing, like you said, that's the difference. Yeah. British fans want that British fight. Boxing yeah. fans want to see someone yeah. fight for that's everything. That's split, isn't it? Yeah. The good thing is, though, it's, uh, it's going to be fought in the UK because it's not going to pull up punch in, in America. There's no American draw there. It's not going to be one that's going to go out to Saudi or anything like that. So it'll be, it'll be fought in the UK. It'll probably be at either Cardiff or the O2, maybe Manchester or something like that. So I don't think it'll sell out Wembley Stadium. What else have we got coming up? So that's to be uh, announced, uh, venue and time, etc. What else got coming up? Uh, a couple of weeks after that will be Card and Kell Brook. Five, six years too yeah. late. Way too late. And now is the time for your impression. Oh, me babies, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> Kardashian, he don't know what's getting him, does he? I got two chocolate brownies here ready for him. It's coming, me babies. That's such a good impression. He did that. That's what he sounds like. He did that on the phone too. I said that is fucking superb. I said you have to do it on the podcast. That's. I mean, I don't know what it sounds like, but I enjoyed it. Honestly, that's nailed on. That's as good as it's getting. That's as good as it's getting. You may as well have dialed him in. That was it. You've already brought more to this podcast than DT. So that fight is how many years too late? Would you say? I reality, I. I'd say five, five or six years too late. Yeah, they, they should have fought when they had the chance. 40 each, But <laughs> saying that, they are bang up for it. Like, they don't like each other. I know oh, everyone no. says that, but they genuinely despise I still think, other. although, so Khan hasn't fought in, what, four or five years. Brook is probably just short of that. I still think outside of Fury versus Wilder, this is the biggest fight in British boxing. In oh, yeah, opinion. I agree with that, yeah. As a non-boxing fan, do you know what it reminds me of? You know, like when steps are running out of money and they've been working on Tesco's cashiers and they're like, Tragedy! (laughs) We need more money. (laughs) Ah, We'll have another fight. Why not? Bring back the reunion tour. High five. We need to join you for a tour. (laughs) Iceland. Is that boys home? Is that boys home? Yeah. We're doing it. Venga boys. Yeah, on you come. This is, in, in in my eyes, this is like hearsay against steps. <laughs> it's a perfect analogy. Yeah. Sold out in 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. I tried it's, to get tickets for that. It would be. Really? Really? Pure and simple yeah. banger. <laughs> <laughs> they'll be there, Carl. Will they? Yeah. Oh, they'll be there, mate. Yeah. Pure and simple. Yeah, they'll be there. Well done, mate. Yeah. That's a oh, line. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bloody hell. Yeah, so that, that's, that is... I'm Whatever looking forward to When's that one? 19th. 19th. Yeah. And then I'm not sure how close it is after that, but we're off to the box, aren't we? We are, 26th of March. Yeah, is it that? Yeah, we're yeah. off to watch Josh Warrington. Yeah. Yeah, so we're off to Winnie's watch... Winnie's world title back that he lost. Yeah, yeah. But like a lot of controversy over that, because obviously the, he got smashed up in the first fight, which is what it is. The second fight was stopped very quickly due to a head clash, and the guy could continue. And a lot of the, his fans are saying, well, fight him all you like, but you haven't been in. Which I know is just yeah. boxing, isn't it? I, uh, I, I'd be staggered if he doesn't walk away with the IBF title. 
Well, I'll be too drunk to see it, so yeah. uh, we'll do our best. You're too busy perving at Ebony Bridges. Yeah, she, she's one of the early rounds, isn't she? We'll move yeah, seats for that. It will be an early round, won't it? We'll move. We'll move seats for that because we're up in the gods, are we? <laughs> My mate of mine's got us the tickets, and he's got to get sixteen. And uh, to be fair, they're only what forty quid plus booking yeah. fee, which is nine quid, by the way. Wow. Pants down. Fighting at Leeds Arena and we're watching it from Manchester. On the M62 somewhere with a can of John Smith. <laughs> we'll, be, we'll get off the atmosphere. But what about we're Warrington? What's that? In Warrington, yeah. That's what we did there. Obviously played. Good geography knowledge. <laughs> so yeah, I look forward to that. Um, I've, I've seen him twice live now. It's, it's a really good night. You'll hate it because everyone sings lead songs. You will hate it. 50 quid for that. If I get a video of you singing March Long Together, piss. Not a fucking chance. <laughs> On the, I would say on the big screen at Old Trafford, we haven't got one of you. No, no because you're no. a big screener yet. Too many people inside the ground, mate. Is there? <laughs> Squeeze more. You won't know that, would you? No. Not for a long, long time. Do now, ish. Uh, so yes, yeah, so we're off to that. Is there anything else to fans look out for? Uh, women's boxing, probably the biggest fight there's been. Do you mention Katie, yeah, Katie Taylor? She's uh, not on she's, our bill, is she? What she's is not, no. So it's end of end of April, but the uh, she's fucking awesome. By it's the, way. the first women's boxing fight to headline Madison Square Gardens. She's incredible, honestly. She's um, so it's it's probably the two best boxers uh, that there's ever been in the female side of things. So her and Amanda Serrano are fighting on thirtieth of April, I think it is. Um, it, they're on about making history as well because normally women fight two rounds, and they're possibly allowing it to go three rounds. Uh, sorry, three-minute rounds. Say three minute rather, round. than, rather than two-minute rounds, so. This is Gone Off on a Tangent Podcast. Let's move on to our next subject, which is a complete handbrake turn. So uh, thanks for that, Mike. Boxing-wise, keeps in the loop. Uh, right. Crystal Palace have become the first club to offer an aftercare programme for released players. A three-year aftercare package will support released academy players in making a way of life outside of football. Uh, which is fantastic. The first club, I believe, to have done this. Uh, we're talking to two players that can, I say, if they got released by academies, different ages, I know, and different thingies, but this is something, obviously, clearly you'd have welcomed and, and your parents would have welcomed at the time. What's your thoughts on it, boys? That with you, Stubbsy? I think it's class, to be fair, especially at the top level now. You've got to think of, like, the Man City, they start bringing players in at, like, five years old, don't they? So they're going to know nothing but football. And, I mean, you can see the state of, like, what was his name? Cole um, Palmer. Palmer. <laughs> can't even speak, can he? Armour him again. Don't arm him again. <laughs> no, but my, my, point, my point stands that they've, like, don't get me wrong, I'm sure they do get an education whilst they're at Man City. And, but it's very much a secondary thing, isn't it? Like, they're just football, 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 football with a little bit of English and science thrown in there, aren't they? I think is as much as I can gather. So I might be doing that a bit of an injustice, but if that's your life and you've literally just got football, you're on Man City's book since the age of five years old and then it comes to 16 or 18 or whatever and they're like, no, you're not for us, thanks. Like, that's got to be a real kick. You've got to get the appetite back. I've got a good friend <clears> of mine and his his son was released by the Leeds Academy. He was a good player, got released, and he said he, it took him six months to pick his kid up. Just to, he just assumed he'd play for Leeds United. But obviously, not good enough. And he's got to pick him up. He's back in the youth levels now. He's loving football again. Then that's what you play for. Really. I mean, it's not all about, like you say, not everyone's going to make it. So it's just about picking him up and, and getting him going. So they've got a, literally an aftercare service like this. I mean, I remember the, the one thing that strikes me, and it's very much Lincoln related, is that um, when Hoddle Academy, which was the same thing, yeah. take him out. So where, where were they? Is it Spain? Spain, Spain yeah. yeah. Take him out give them a second chance and try and get them planted with a club. Obviously, Chloe is the best example of that with a Lincoln background. But obviously, that's a, again, it's a small percentage. Nike did it as well, didn't they, for a while? Yeah, they were the a Nike Academy. Academy as well, weren't they? Yeah, It's a good way of doing it. I mean, it just gives you a second chance, doesn't it? You know? well, there's plenty of fun. The biggest it. thing is the, is the mental aspect. So, you, you, like you say, Carl was saying that some of the kids are in there from five, six, seven, eight years old. And you are constantly told in the Academy that, you know, you could be the next best thing. You could be this, you could be that. And then to have it all taken away from you is think, well, you know, I've, I've spent eight years being told I'm, I'm actually going to make it. And then now what? And it's an hard thing. I, I, I didn't play football for nearly three years after, we, after I got released. Because it's just, you know, you think, what's the point? One, I've been told I'm not tall enough to be a goalkeeper. I'm now six foot seven. And then two, it's, you know, you, you talk about your ability and, um, you know, you are good enough, this, that and the other. And then to say, actually, no, sorry, we don't think you're ever going to be physical, for, physical enough for, for men's football. You get all the clubs come in for you, but then you think... It's a fucking point because guess what, six months it? later they could say the same thing. I don't want to go through that again. So you know, I had offers coming. I'm sure Carl did as well. And you know, it's even at semi-pro level, you think 
I'd absolutely back myself to do that. But what's the, what is the point? So you end up, again, lower league or stop playing football. And you end up in the lower leagues, playing the division well below yourself, probably get injured and then stop playing anyway. So It I'm, makes stories like Jamie Vardy all the more impressive. Doesn't it? When you, when you, what you've just explained there, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming he was released from the academy somewhere. When sure Wednesday let him was go? It Wednesday? Yeah, Some, yeah. I know somebody would have let him go. He's dropped down and the hunger to, to get all the way back up. I mean, his is a ridiculous story with winning the league and everything. But no, you're right. I mean, I used to run the uh, the bar on Tuesday and Thursdays for uh, excellence nights. Started at six, ran for about 10-ish. And there's always one that one time of year where they do the release night. And then poor little kids going upstairs, not knowing. And it's, that's a lot of pressure, that, for a child. With the dad or the mum, going upstairs. And then they come down. Some will come down absolutely teeming because they're into the next year. Some are gone. It's just soul-destroying. I still remember. I bet you do. I bet, I bet they've never left you. Like yeah. proper, even now, it's still. I'm going to put your arm around him then. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> no. I thought, should have given him a cuddle. Yeah. Still, still, <laughs> mate, I, could, I could quite easily like, burst in tears still thinking about Just it. Just thinking now. about it. Yeah, it was horrible. So how was it framed to you? Well, I went in there, had a like sit down meeting, had your like school report almost. Yeah. It's like, isn't it? It's... And then they like went through everything and they're like, the, the word, all as I remember, literally, the words stick in my head. They're like, you're the best keeper we've got and the best keeper we've had for the last six years, but you're not tall enough. So we're deciding to let you go. I'm like, like, and the way that they said it to me, it was like, they've built me up. Like, so it's, don't tell me I'm the best keeper we've had or whatever. If you then, your next sentence is going to be, where are you going? Like, just tell me I'm shit or something. Like, that would have been, I would have, I think I'd have been happier with that. If they'd have said, "No, you've you've just not quite got it," so unfortunately, we're not. You're not. Your height doesn't help either. Uh, unfortunately, we're going to let you go. But yeah, it was horrible. The worst. And I literally is, spent about three days crying after that. The worst thing is that there is there is literally no prior warning to it. So you you, you play, you have like your quarterly reviews or whatever. It's similar like your school yeah. report. Uh, you know, like every term you get a school report. You have your quarterly reviews. And there's no build-up for it. There's no, right, I haven't played for the last seven or eight games and no one's told me, look, it's because you haven't done this shit, because you haven't done it. Let's work on this in training. It is, you're part of the team. You could have played the week before and suddenly you're now not good enough. It's, it, it is like a switch like that. It's it's heartbreaking, it really is. And you Probably. think how many people are there at a better standard than what Carl and I have played as well. That must be the odd thing. To think you are on the cusp of something like a decent career and a decent, decent money. And I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I would have probably never made it or lasted in the first team, but... There are players out there who are good enough at football to play League One, League Two standard as a minimum, but probably don't play anymore. There were a, there were a lad who I was at school with, you know, going back when things were black and white. Um, and Newcastle through, family. And thing and and throughout throughout school, he was the best footballer. You know, he stood out a mile. Everybody thought this kid's going to become a footballer. And I mean, I've spoke to him about it since. I mean, it's some years ago, but after school. You know, that was it. Nobody even considered that he'd be doing anything else. It was that good. And he went to a football league club for a trial, YTS as it was back then. They had like a week where they got took in and, you know, they show us what, you, what you're capable of sort of thing. And in the first, like, couple of days, apparently he was as good as everybody knew he was, stood out a million mile. But the guy who makes, made the decision wasn't there. And he relied on the input from the other coaches. And when the guy turned up who made the decision, this day, he didn't particularly have that good a day. And they went, they said to him, you'd, you'd normally be in our first two, based on what I've been told. However, from what I've seen today, you're not quite at the level of these other two. So if one of these two gets injured or doesn't make it, then we'll ring you back. And he just went, you know what? I'll not bother. And that, but that, yeah. you know, that was, you know, I'm going back 30 years and, you know, he was 16. Yeah. I know it's a lot different back then to what it is now, but it's the same sort of thing, you know. You, things can just change in a heartbeat. I have a, I have a view that um, academies shouldn't probably start until you're 15 or 16 anyway. I know big clubs like to collar them that, but use local, well, that. Use local clubs. Yeah. Use local clubs as your feeder teams to, to, to scout people and say, all right, we'll get you in this, but there's no pressure because, you know, you take on a, a lower league level. Grimsby Town, for instance, have their academies from eight years old, but use Clee Town. You know, go play for Cleetown where we can keep an eye on you. It's a, it's, a, it's a local kids football team where there's no pressure on you. And if you get to 14, 15, 16 and you still go, then we'll look at you. But Don't also... talk them up from their eight years old and then let them go at 15. Play with your mates at the park. 
Play for your school team. Play for your county. Play, like you say, for in that situation, Cleeta. Let them play football. You hear the stories all the time of, I just couldn't, I couldn't play football. My mates didn't. And sometimes the way they do make it, they don't enjoy it. Yeah. Because they don't play with the mates for years. Well, I mean, I don't know how well known this is, but like in my side, like all the way through the age group, we had five or six players that were nowhere near good enough, but they were on the, in our side because we needed, obviously, 15 players to play every week. There's four or five lads, maybe six lads, that had absolutely no chance. And the only reason they didn't get released at under-14s or under-15s, Lincoln knew they was not good enough, but we wouldn't have had a right-back for... I'm just, like, making an example. We wouldn't have had a right-back. So you've got this lad who's... And I'm not calling Lincoln out, or because I don't know... It might be... It other, happens everywhere, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it could be anywhere else. But you've got a lad who's literally getting his like hopes built up, even though he has got absolutely no chance. And they know that he's got absolutely no chance, but they need a right-back. So he's ended up playing for Lincoln City for another two or three years when he's nowhere near good enough, purely because they needed a right-back to fulfil our fixtures. Now, to me, like, that's what that's the what goes on. Like, that's... It's not good. It's a factory. I, I hope other clubs... Take take on board of what Palace has done. Don't have, you know? Even if even if it's lower league clubs or something, if the big clubs are too proud to do something like that, but it's those who should be making the marker on this. I I hope a lot of people follow Palace's example. I really do. And I hope I hope it works. I hope to stick with it and it works. In fairness, I could, like when I got released, I went to college and it was my coach at the time, Andy McGill, worked at the college as well. So he was really good in because I was like, oh. I'm no longer going to be a footballer. What the hell do I do now? And he was like really good with come to college. Like we've got a really good football academy. We train three days a week here. You play on a Wednesday. You can still play for your club side. Bloody, bloody bar. So I, it was, it was good. We need like a bell for that, don't we? Like a ping <laughs> noise. He was in fairness, like he was brilliant on, on that side of things. So like, I'm not going to, it's not every single person at Lincoln City that I'm slagging off or anyone. There's also yeah, jobs within football. So when you were saying about your, your friend, there was a lad that, in the same village as us and he was an unbelievable football. Everyone knew he was. Same thing. He never played for the school team, never did that, but would often pop down the park and he was just unbelievable. I Googled him the other day with some friends because nobody had seen him for years. And he's like an academy director, uh, uh, like a League Two club. So he's, I don't think he played much in the league or anything, but he's, had a, he's got a career out of it. So there's loads in football you can do. We all know people that work in football. There's plenty you can do. It's just, you just you're, Don't give them the percentage. That's a problem. When you're a kid, look, Let's be from from the young age, especially to the parent. This is the percentage. If you make it, great, but don't build it on it. This is the percentage. Play for fun, play your football, see what comes of it. This is the percentage of, of who but, comes through. Yeah, but the problem you've got is we live in a world, media driven world, where, yeah. where where youngsters see the trappings of what's possible. You can get signed off Instagram now, Terry. Well, well you're a kid in Buenos Aires, he, he, kids but, doing knock ups, Man City will sign you, but, just in case. But, I mean, this, this is the thing, you know. Uh, I think realism needs to be in, in it. And I th- this this announcement by Palace goes a long way towards... Yeah, it's massive. To towards, really towards you know, making people aware that, yeah. it, you know, that the chance of making it are few and far between. Because, again, let's think about it. When At that age, at such a young age, when you're going below 10 especially, believe everything. I mean... I, th- I think that's wrong. I really do. I think yeah, just like kids enjoy the football. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. You can't, and, you know... Completely. I mean, by all means, if somebody plays well, they play well. But don't, don't build them up to the point where they think that they're going to be top of, top of the world because, uh, I mean, as you guys have just proved, it, 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 I mean, as much as it's changed and the game's bigger now than it was when you guys were involved. But, I mean, still, it still has the same resonance and regardless how big the yeah. game is. You build somebody up to knock them down. It, it hurts no matter what you're doing. We're both proof though that the fullback career is beer. Yeah. <laughs> this podcast is brought it, to you by just, Carling. Just, just, just drink. Yeah. Join a beer company. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like, it as what you're saying though, it's like proper, I hate football as I've been quite vocal about on here. Like I'll go through fits and starts of actually watching football, but like uh, my old manager rang me last just last night actually saying, oh, I'm short this week, at, this weekend coming up, will you play? And I'm like, I genuinely could not think of anything worse. <clears throat> and emotional. I'm not. I'm just... I don't want to play. <laughs> I've got me psycho. Literally, just literally, my idea of hell is having to go through that. Like, oh, it's, 
can't do anything because you've got like three o'clock kickoff or whatever it is. So your whole morning's just like, you can't do anything. And then you get there. And then all as I can think of, about 60 minutes into the game, I'll be like, this fucking done yet or what? Because this is dragging. Yeah, you're done with football, aren't you? Oh, I hate it. Next, yeah. hobby time. Last, last time I played, I'd scored. And I was, when it was in goal, in like the, I think I've said on the podcast before, it was in like the 91st minute, scored a free kick from inside my own half. Everyone was going mental and I was devastated because we had to play extra time. <laughs> <laughs> I've got mates that have gone all the way through the system and played the same age as me, so 34, 35. And they're still playing now. It's like, oh my God, lads. It's unbelievable, isn't it? It's still traipsing up and down the country on, on a bus on Saturday and Sunday. Man, still absolutely love it. Yeah, great. <laughs> well, not for me. You'll know most of them. They're all like yeah, sleeper town all boys. Sleepers, yeah. yeah, they're all, they're all, I don't know who they play for now, Christ, but they, they loved it. Absolutely loved it. It's just the way of life for them. There's no difference to me going up and down the country or you going up and down the country following the club and you don't have to get your socks on or anything, but you commit to it, don't you? You give them a whole day. The thing is, you do, you do form habits around it. That's the yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. So. I involve uh, regs. Right, moving. That was a good chat. That moving on to the inevitable chat of football managers. I'm not going to stay long on it, but it's just an update. Obviously, fraud Lampard's gone in at, uh, at the Toffees. Fraud Lampard. Still bitter that he shits on your like floor, him. aren't you? Yeah, took a massive dump on Ellen Road floor. Only we we're allowed to do that <laughs> after too many kebabs. Um, so he's gone in at Everton. I actually think it's a good appointment. We'll see what happens. They're a bit of a barn pot. They've got to back him, though, haven't they? They've got to. I mean, I, well, they've done it so far. I mean, we're going to have to transfer market yeah, in a minute. But yeah, um, but no, I mean, in terms of, you know, they've got to stick with him because, you know, they're not they're not pulling up any trees in the league with a with a more experienced manager. And I know as much as quite a few of the fans didn't want Benitez, but they weren't doing much. But it's got to change things around. Change tough a bit job of, that's going it is a well, tough job. On a decline, aren't they? You know. So what? You know, what's going to happen if they spend the next two or three months bumbling around, getting the odd win here and there? Are the fans going to stick with him? I'd like to think they do because the bed know, sheets will be I out. I, can't, but, I cannot understand why why they just didn't until the end of the season. Get, like leave it with Duncan Ferguson. He brought in a feel good factor last time. He was he really? leaving Dunk, and then someone's going to have to tell him mm. that he's going, and yeah, everyone bottled I, it. Yeah. I guess. Not a job for me. Get Jimmy Bullard. Don't you shit you, himself? Don't you fired? Don't. That, don't. <laughs> get, someone who don't. Wel- get someone Welsh to do it. They're hard. <laughs> <laughs> you're leaving. You are. <laughs> I tell you now, Dunk. Uh, can, I, can I just say on the Everton job? I, I properly commend a bit of loyalty from Wayne Rooney, though. Yeah, ready, ready made. Like I mean, he, he, he was offered the job, and he he'd, be, he'd been first. Oh. But. I know you don't like no, that. No, there is. So no, 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 so, no, none of that, none of that. Yeah, the, I would, there was rumours he got his agent. But I would love... To get in touch. Yeah, it was loads yeah. of... Well, that I, was a yeah, PR you, move from him. Yeah, you only go by what sort of he's come out yeah. with. Really, Mr. 100 grand a week. His agent did... Uh, it's worth every penny. Yeah, it was scouting. He's doing a good job. I genuinely, I'd love him to keep Derby. I think it'd be a hell of an achievement if he does. I think it'd be brilliant. Uh, probably not you because you hate Derby. You're still bitter, aren't you? That they knocked you out. It's not as impressive like four or five years ago. Or being top of the league at Christmas with a minus fifteen, but it's uh, it's a good achievement if it's keep up. Yeah, would be a good achievement. Oh, that's good. Back in the playoffs, end of the season. I hope Swing that he. Uh, I hope that he, uh, Lampard goes down the sort of route that he did with um, Chelsea when they were in. The, they were banned from the transfer market and. Just let the youth have a go at Everton. Like they've got, they've had some great. It's not players. started that way, Carl. They bought two players. Today. Yeah, I know, but they've like he. They've had some good players come through their academy, like Tom Davies and stuff. They've got like some that. good players They're, now. Seamus Coleman, yeah. I think he came yeah. through the academy at Everton. Like there's a lot of good players there that they they can look after. And like from what Lampard's done in previous jobs, with look at Mason Mount now. Like he, yeah, he did a really good job. Derby, really and, good like, job. And so on. So he's he's good at that. Stop myself saying my second bloody blah blah. Bloody blah blah. But yeah, that's sort of the avenue that I would hope that he goes down because I think that is what he is absolutely superb at. So what he will do is why I said he why I said it was a good appointment is I don't think it is long term, but I think short term he will pull them away because he will get them going. He's he is a, he's a celebrity at the end of the day and hell of a footballer. You can all look up to him, all that sort of stuff. As long as he's not taking a shit on your floor, you're fine. And he will get them going in the right direction really quickly. Long term. Mm, he's, he's, he didn't leave both of those jobs in a very good state. That's all I'll say. Uh, the culture at Derby, there's a lot of off the field stuff, but what was the culture like at Derby, which preceded all that drink driving stuff and all that? What was the culture like at the club? I don't think it was great. I'm not saying it's all different from him, but that is the, the, the win at all cost culture and what was left behind. And Chelsea, 
these these boys aren't good enough. And how many months later they won the Champions League? Yeah, but the the problem is what he'd done at Chelsea when he wasn't when he was banned from buying players. Really good, yeah, superb. Mm. As soon yeah. as he got Absolutely. given some money. <laughs> Went Forgot shit. all about that, didn't he? Yeah. So you're absolutely right. So if he does the right things at Everton and stays on that path, I don't think he will. I think he'll. I think he'll. If he's already bought, now, Everton have never been big. They're not big a glamorous club, are they? Are they? They have the last five years. Mm. Bloody hell! See how much they've spent. No, a lot. Spent quite yeah, a lot. spent yeah, a lot. Money, yeah, a couple of hundred million lot. at least. Nonsense. Exactly. That's but that's the point. Yeah. So bringing in Deli Ali now, if that's who comes in, who's away from Australia football as it as it stands, probably getting going for six months. Then what happens? It's, it's, it's all to be seen. It's all in front of us. I've no idea, but uh, is, I hope he does well. He's he's sorry, him what? And Gerald, no, yeah. sorry, what? I didn't really mean that. Yeah. I hope he gets sacked next week. I'm trying to be neutral here. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it. Um, but with Gerald going at Villa, it, it'd be interesting. I mean, the question is, can they play? Can they manage in the same league? That's the real big question. It, it needs answering. What you did there? Clever that, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, see what that. you did yeah. there. Clever that. Uh, Roy, as predicted on this podcast last week, is the new Watford manager. Roy, Roy. Roy. As predicted. Yeah. I mean, incredible. We nailed it, we? Yeah, absolutely. Nailed. Our WhatsApp group went lit <laughs> when that was announced. <laughs> it did what? Went in flames. Uh, oh, okay. Kids say lit, mate. You know, oh, you're going to stay in the group. Uh, actually, DT put up and went, fuck off. <laughs> this yeah. was the actual response. To I think we'd uh, discussed it last week. I'm just it? got a Gino de Campo to go. I'm absolutely, I'm just honestly, how's he not got it? It's Holly Willoughby as his assistant. Yeah. So it's just ridiculous, isn't it? It would be. Imagine what? how many fans Watford would have. Thousands. <laughs> I'd be there every week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Behind the dugout. <laughs> I think she's like the, like the housewife type woman of my dreams. It'd be very hard, very hard to argue that, wouldn't it? Very hard. Indeed. Susan Reed, if you're asking me, if you, if you need your milky crumpet, that's mine. Thank you very much. Susanna Reed. Is that your house? Like yeah, housewife? she's mine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I used to watch it, whatever it's called. What's it called? That morning show they do still Piers Morgan. Oh, good morning, Brent. Yeah. And the reason I watched it. Not for Piers Morgan. It's, it's, no. It's still on break. Funny enough. Who's yours, g <laughs> Uh, give the off toe thumb there <laughs> hashtag toe thumb uh, ooh, Liz Hurley oh nice no but I think you've gone to Hollywood there yeah, nah, you need sh- to bring it back down Hollywood. to earth oh, a bit right, okay. to uh, Hollywood that Susan Boyle <laughs> <laughs> too, too far the other end <laughs> voice like an angel I bet she's a right dirty cow <laughs> literally uh, come on what else have you the wife ain't listening Natalie Sawyer oh, oh yeah the Bulgarian princess. What have you got in the locker, Tim? Everyone's just gone, oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're Do the same be at home. home. You will be. has got to be the one. Yeah. Holly, yeah, no, it's, it's, yeah, it's to be fair. Hard to argue with the logic, isn't it? Mm-hmm. She has got a massive rugby player as a husband, actually. They would kick the shit out of you. You'd have asked that, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> Is he Welsh, though? <laughs> no, he's not Welsh. He's, he's, oh, Carl's, got, Carl's had it then. <laughs> yeah. Do you um, know, um, do you see the bath picture of her where she took a picture in the bath? I'm going here. No, she took a picture in the bath, didn't she? And Who then did? uh, you could see her naked in the reflection of her tat. So, that dirty bastard who zoomed in on that. <laughs> You're a <Me>. hero. <laughs> <laughs> Send it on WhatsApp, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be a stranger. <laughs> Hook us up on Twitter. Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. Enjoy. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, you just give me five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Little Lee Johnson. Continuing the small theme from Midget Gems episode, which was a couple of weeks back, has lost his job at Sunderland. Incredible. Just uh... <laughs> got battered six oh. 0 and see you later. Third in the league. So, firstly, where do we stand about that? Well, I... Sunderland are actually playing all right and going Third all right. Third in the league. Is it a bit harsh? A bit. I, what a Jerry? It's Sunderland, isn't it? So they're just getting desperate. They're in the wrong league. They, they still think they should be in the championship, yeah. but they haven't earned the right to get out of the League One yet, have yeah. they? So no. it, you, you have to, we've discussed it loads of times. You're down there. I've, we, I've, we had six, we had three years down there. Sheffield United had six I've years down there. Seen it happen. We yeah, did the same. It. We did the exact same. You think as you're what, doing the right things? We did exactly the same thing in 2012 and got rid of Gary Megson when we were third. However, it was justified because we went 17 and beaten and went up automatically, pipping Sheffield United to promotion, which was just joyous. Best day of your life, but. At the time, most people just sort of went, okay, I get it. 
because we were we were, we were getting results but playing crap. Yeah. The, it, it was it was the sum the sum of the you know the the actual sum of the parts didn't didn't make sense. Yeah, you know I think we just lost to uh, we lost to Chesterfield and then bet Sheffield United and then sacked Gary Megson straight after beating Sheffield United, which you know we're a bit weird, but who's, it's been done. Who's the expectation though of who they're going to get? Like three managers, or they're going to poach someone from another, or well. they're going to poach someone from another club, hoping to get a you know a someone who's in the bottom end of the championship but, but, who thinks Sunderland's still a big club and I always remember when we were in that situation and we'd gone for a few we'd had McAllister we'd had Dennis Wise took us down and, and we were ready for the next one and we managed to pull Grayson out of the championship which was only got us up but he was a Leeds fan so it was a bit like it's like the dream job for him and he left a, a very stable Blackpool job and they got promoted what? Steve Holloway Evans. Steve Evans, Steve Evans. <laughs> send him to Sunderland <laughs> but Either you have to bring someone down from the championship, which is difficult. Like I said, there has to be a reason for them, whether it's the package is, is great. They're not in a bad position, are they? Pluck someone out of the same division, so someone's doing well, pluck them out of their job, or somebody from League Two is doing an unbelievable job. But if but, you're in League One as a manager at another club, are, is the Sunderland job an, an attractive job? They always want the challenge, Carl. Honestly, football manager mental. It's a big, but, it's a big bit of payday. It's a big club. If you're the one that gets Sunderland back, hero up, effect, isn't hero it? Hero yeah. effect. You can't. It's same at Wednesday. Yeah. Same when we were there. Same at Southampton. Same at Norwich. No, down there. Same at Leicester. Yeah. You are the one that got them back up and, and returned them at least to a, a decent level, and you got it done. And they've been for some managers now, haven't they? Bloody hell. You're right. That, that one would be really interesting to watch. Get the odds up. Just I'm just intrigued to who the early running riders are because it's got to be like Warnock, isn't it? Warnock, Allardyce. Bring Allardyce back. He's had that job once. Not taking League One though, is he? He can take anything now. Get him out of his pants. Warnock. Yeah, where's where's Pearson at? He was. Well, he, last job was Watford, wasn't it? I don't know. Yeah, yeah Pearson's a good shout. He's but a good but, shout. but they, they cost a lot, don't they? Yeah. So that, that's almost the fourth thing, is get someone of a, of a big payday, bring them in. But you're not guaranteed it, are you? They're clearly doing all right with the plays they've got. So they've got plays good enough third, to be in League One. So stop, you know, don't spend the extra bit of money you were going to in the transfer window and if, get if, a decent manager. If Dan was here, and he's not because he's skin, um, he would be remiss to say that when Lincoln went, they literally soaked the pitch to stop Lincoln playing football. So that's the sort of tactics we're talking about with Lee Johnson. Yeah. Clearly the third, you've got to look at from, take, take your eyes away from it. I don't think the fans were happy with it. But when you're soaking the pitch, like the opposition to play football, and you're just going to smash it long. Mm, that's probably not going to get you up, is it? In the it's, long run. At a, 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 a big, well, it is a big club. Let's, let's of course it's a big club. But at a big club like that, they, I know they, they're, they're trying to do everything they can to win. That's, that's not Low league level. That's non-league level shithousery. That the fifty thousand or so that are turning up are going to Lincoln, and your manager's going. Oh no, we must we must sell the pitch because they play really good football. That's that's bad. That's that's you've got to lift yourself above that. You've got to say we are Sunderland. We're going to smash every team that comes in, even if they don't. This is we're going to be arrogant, puff your chest out, bang. This is us, like it or lump it. And, I mean, and they need a good, they need to like Warnock for that. To be fair, who do you think then? Is Warnock, Pearson, and Allardyce anywhere near it? Are they on the list? Allardyce twelve to one. Warnock no, sixteen to one. No, I'm not getting it. Uh, Favorite at the minute seven to four is Neil Lennon. That'd be a terrible appointment. John Terry five to two. Grant McCann three to one. Oh, Grant McCann would be a good choice. Mick McCarthy mm. eight to one. Uh, Alex old dogs Neil there, twelve to one. No, I'm Gareth calling Grant Ainsworth, twenty to one. He always gets named, though, doesn't he? Grant McCann. Um, um, Grant McCann. Yeah. Oh, that's and the one. Emma Hayes. 66. She gets lumped on every time now. I'd say I'd say Grant McCann's the one. He did a really good job. How uh, how long do you think till we see a uh, female manager of a male football team? Another 10 years. It's coming. Ten years. I, I think, think it's it'll coming. be sooner than you think. Yeah, I do, to be fair. Over it's under coming. on 10. What, on 10? Well, I think you'll see a coach first is what I'm, what I'm trying to get at. Like, I, if, think, if, I think you'll see one as a big publicity what, first team manager? Somebody like... Salford or something like that that want to get into the press a little bit or Forest Green or something like that. They're, Forest Green's a shout. We've seen it before, haven't we? We had a female manager, not for a bloke's football team. But ref was but, the first statement, wasn't hope, it? Yeah, yeah. Like, like, yeah, yeah, assistant and then yeah. ref. Yeah, yeah, I think somebody, it'll be someone like Forest Green or Salford or something. There's someone that likes a bit of publicity. Where did, is it, was it Hope? Um, what's the last name? Ex-England coach. Hope? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, didn't she go in somewhere as a, as a coach, first team coach, something? You want it to do? I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure she did. But if it follows the NFL, so NFL the last two years, there's been uh, female coaches, uh, off offensive and defensive coordinator, not uh, 
position coaches coming in. So that they're starting to twist and turn. So that so in theory, they will work their way up to offensive and defensive coordinators and eventually into a head coach role. You have, you're going to have to come in at the, the bottom first, surely, the sort of first team coach, set piece coach, and then work your way in. But I, I get your theory, to be fair, that someone's going to come in as a bit of a publicity stunt, as a, as a money-making thing and see if, see if she cracks it. It'd be interesting to see. I mean, I can't see why. There's one in Norway, apparently. Oh, is it? What, yeah. first team coach? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah 2020. To be fair, have you seen Tiana <laughs> Nemesic? Good pronunciation. September 2012, Croatian 5th Division men's team. How'd she get on? I would play for her. Run for brick walls her. for her. <laughs> you did see you degrade it now. We were doing it. We were doing it again. Again, another topic we were doing really well at. You degrade it. Right. Let's crack on to the next subtopic. So I don't want to talk about it in terms of who's brought who in because it's, it's, peek around the curtain, it's 13 minutes past seven. So we don't actually know what's happened. It's not 11 o'clock yet. But what are our thoughts on the transfer deadline? as in this summer and January, and was brought in by FIFA, bring it all in line. What's your thoughts on it? I can't... Well, just on some of the transfers that's coming in, why is Aaron Ramsey's best offer at fucking Rangers? Longest contract offer? I don't know. Juventus to pay all the money. How old is he now? 32. He's got another good three or four years in him. He's on 400 grand a week at Juve. And they're paying He could do a great No, I agree with you. Still. Obviously not, if no one's taking him. Obviously not. Well, yeah. It talks about Everton. That, that'd be a perfect place for him. Back to Arsenal, maybe. All that, there's loads of options. There was a little bit of a chat about him going back to Arsenal initially, wasn't there? But that seems to have fizzled out. It said, it said earlier that he was at the airport with three options on the table. Which private jet to jump in? Where to go? Glamour of, of, the, of the transfer deadline I'll day. Go, I'll go Glasgow. Good to so, see yeah. uh, Christian Eriksen got a gig. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, really. There's a lot of Danish connections there, so I can't say it's that. It's a massive surprise that's where he's landed. No, but back it's the more to the fact oh, that he's back, back, Bloody hell, back yeah. playing football again after... We were, we were having beers, weren't we, when that we were, happened? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that shocked us for a bit, didn't it? Um, so, yeah, so what's your thoughts overall on, on, on it as a, as, an, as, a, as a thing? I just think that this... That the January transfer window just... just Stick an extra note on a player's value. And it's, it's a cesspit, it isn't it? Yeah, it just gets a little bit silly. I mean, I, I don't... I mean, forgive me if I'm wrong, but I don't think there's anything being ridiculous... In the sense that, you know, in, in the past we've had some stupid ones in January. I don't think there's really been any stupid ones so far. So you, what, you're talking like your Ber- Berbatov going to you boys, which was last minute, quite a lot of money, that stunned the world. Yeah. Uh, Rubinho, you know, Rubinho. You know, you're not, we're not, we're not going to see something like a early in Haaland going to Real Madrid because that will wait well summer. We're not going to see Mbappe leaving this, this window because he's going to go for free in the summer. It's like mediocre players though, that like are probably out of contract in the summer that the club that are currently have them as a player like well we may as well get 25 million for them than lose them on a free in the summer is basically what this is now isn't it mm. Hey. Mm. I'd been it oh, 100% January, with you I'd been 100% it. with you if you haven't got a squad if you're short of players that's all it is people are trying to better the squad bulk the squad if they've got a few injuries you've got emergency play youth. loans play, and, youth. Yeah. Play, play the youth play the academy players give them a shout I'd, I'd absolutely been January I think it's, I think it's a waste of money Certainly for the big clubs, or, or or keep them for the lower league clubs where you can loan players or buy, shame, you know, actually. or buy um, All it does players is who are getting released maybe from the lower. But Premier League clubs, probably even Championship, bin them. I mean, it, you don't need it. It's not. It's not like they've got three months or something in the mm. summer to buy players, is it? Just go back to the Absolutely, old system. Yeah. Just go back to the old system. But do you what think it might be a, too much if you say? Because isn't it this year that they're reducing the loans? No, it's twenty twenty three or twenty twenty four. Okay, but like if you. Cut out the January transfer window, and then you say, "Oh, and you can't loan out more than six players." And it's almost like a a double punch to some some sides, isn't it? I we mean, only did it because like, Lincoln. It. Like I'm speaking as a Lincoln fan. Like if we didn't have this January transfer window, I would we'd be in a sorry, yeah. But the, sorry the alternative place. is a free market, and you just buy as and when you need, like it used to be. We only did this to get in line with Europe. I, I don't, I don't yeah. like it because it, it's really seedy. I well, just work earlier. I taught sport on. And their, their jingle for it is just like, money, money. It's like, oh my God, it's, it's horrible. They've got Jim White on there. It's probably there on here now. It's probably on air now. Just, it's just horrible. It's everything about it. It's really seedy. And it's like, this is ridiculous. I think the biggest, biggest effect of a January transfer window will either be make or break with Newcastle, won't it? They've, they've got they're new owners. They've time. got a new manager. And they're, they're spending 150, 200 million in January when, you know, potentially that might not have happened. How and, does and the... it, could, it could keep them up. 
How does it compare um, from the summer transfer window to the winter transfer window in terms of money that exchanges hands? Oh, more money in the summer because it's longer. Well, can we get some stats? No. <laughs> Should have come prepared. Well, no. It's in the billions now, isn't it? it, it it's mate, crossed, it, it, crossed over the billion now, isn't it, for, for summer transfer window? I'd be amazed if it, because everyone's doing business. You do all your business in the summer, really. Like, like Mike uh, very rightly said, it, it's a desperate time. I mean, you can only talk about your own club. I mean, Lincoln, you've done some great business and it was much needed and you've strengthened your squad, got a good striker in that sort of couple of strikers. A good striker. We've got well, 17. Two and two, whatever We're playing um, the, the one... Five up front. <laughs> the one... The one, <laughs> the one, one eight. The, you can't moan. You had no strikers four weeks ago. Yeah, now we've got six. And then my club are desperate for players because we balls the summer up. That's why all the Leeds fans are up and up and ask. We, we cocked the summer up. And we've got injuries and all that sort of stuff. So we, we are desperate. But, but out of that, it's given a 15-year-old lad an opportunity on the bench. Yes, true? yes, he might not get on or probably won't get on, but he's training with the first team. Well, he's eight, developing, yeah. 18 and, What a great experience where he might now out of this, might not get in, but he might get a low move somewhere where before he could have been let go. You know, he's been he's been brought in now and it's given him an opportunity and a face in the first team that bloody right, that's how it should well, go. We're, we're an example of it because we've, we've, I think it's a Premier League record, eight have made their debut between eight, the 18 and 19 year old and then obviously 15 hours to make his debut yet but he's not made the bench and we, we've we broke the record because we've got loads of injuries can't do anything until this month not that we've done anything and like you say they're getting their chance which is which is absolutely fair enough looking at stats from um, ESPN I've got an article it's all in Euros but um, January 2020 21 it was 96.74 million spent in the Premier League it was in the summer of 2020 21 there was 1.44 billion spent. yeah so it's wow like two or three marquee signings, isn't it? And that's it. I mean, if it was, it was up to but, me. But you go back another year, 2019-20 in January, the 249.3 million spent. So that's like more than double two years ago. Was Post-COVID. Well, would that yeah. have been, did Pogba, when did Pogba join? Is it summer or January? Summer, yeah. So we, United spent, Manchester United spent 40, 40 or 50 million on Fernandez, wasn't it, that year? So he's been with the club two years now. He was a January transfer. Deadline, or, yeah, just before deadline day, I think, yeah. I, I I just been it off. I just it don't work. I mean, the money's out of control now. Anyway, if you if you look at other sports that are, in my opinion, doing it better, like the NFL is a good example. No money changes hands apart from contracts. So everything's trades. It's drafting. It's that sort of stuff. We've got to get to the point soon. Where we've got to do something. I'm not sure that won't be that obviously, but something. Like whether it's salary caps or it's just getting out of control. It's, it's ridiculous. The, the salary caps not going to work because there's so many ways of hiding the money. Oh no, of course, yeah, no. In, in so football, salary caps yeah, ain't going to work. Game. I don't necessarily. I think the January thing kind of works, and it keeps it. It keeps a lid on it in terms of if you just went an absolute free for all, and you could sign players whenever you wanted throughout the season. I mean, it would like it used to be. It would be chaos. No, but it didn't used to be. But it wasn't, was it? So, yeah, but you're saying it. It didn't used to be. There didn't used to be multi, 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 multi billionaires of the Newcastle power. Imagine if they went lost two or three games on the bounce and be like, right, another hundred million on somebody else. Fair comment, to be fair. But you still and, gonna have, it, still they have would. sellers it's, as well, don't you? You still have buyers and sellers in the middle of the season and sometimes it doesn't matter how much money comes, you're not gonna sell. Look, look at now, Newcastle, they haven't bought anyone of any apart from that midfielder who's uncertain of what he's gonna do in the Premier League. They haven't bought a top class player. They've asked and they've offered. Premier League clubs have still gone, nah, you're right. Well, if you're richer now. If you take away the restriction of the summer transfer and then the um January transfer, in my opinion, you're just supporting the bigger clubs again. Because, for example, a, a Brentford can't afford to just splash all their cash in in the summer. Like, they need to earn a little bit more to have the money spare in January, the same as Lincoln City. Like, they can't just spend, like, a million pounds Lincoln City over a January and a, a summer transfer window is a lot of money. And like the only reason that we were able to invest in players previously was because of cup runs and stuff like that. The fact that we had we were able to build a bit of a kitty. So if you took that away, you just again favouring them clubs at the top that have got an unlimited an unlimited fund. That ship sailed, mate. I mean, it, it hasn't though. There's still plenty of teams out there that can't even in the at the Premier League that can't afford to just go spunking. 50, 60 million a transfer window. They have to buy a lot cleverer. So. Yeah, but the rich are super rich now. They're gone. They're in the yeah, distance. But, yeah, but you're still favouring them. You, you're still favouring them a lot more. You, all you're doing by moving, getting rid of one transfer, the January transfer window, you're not, all you're doing is hurting the smaller clubs a little bit more. They, big no, clubs they're, still, they're still shopping at the same supermarket. Of course they're not. Of course they are. They're, not, they're never going to outbid Newcastle, has it? I mean, I was just reading yesterday 
that Chelsea's debt to Abramovich has just passed 1.5 billion. How does Brentford ever compete with that, regardless of what the restrictions are? But my point is, Brentford need the two transfer windows to be able to invest in their players because they need to recoup some money from being in the Premier League, etc., etc. But they'd recoup that regardless. No, they wouldn't, because you've got they've. It's not that the money's coming. Yes, but you can't. You're just making the smaller clubs it harder for them. I think there's two conversations here. There's the Premier League, which is its own. World, Either it doesn't. And there's, ma- the, there's the lower leagues. There is there is a different market. Because if you're in the Premier League, like we discussed, what, three weeks ago, how much you make in the Premier League, that money's coming. You know that's coming. So if you want to spend it, you spend it. And if you go down, you get the parachute payments. If you're Brentford, as a good example, you've got to come anyway. So you're going to get outbid of that player regardless. So you know you can, you know the money's coming. The lower leagues is different. I, I appreciate that because Sunderland can out, outspend. But you can't Lincoln. have a different transfer window for the Championship and League 1 and no, no, League 2. No, of course you can't. No, you course can. can. But I think it's so two it, arguments. Yeah, but you can't... So you're saying that the League 1 and League 2 teams, like, they need the two transfer windows... But you're also saying that the chance. No, what Premier I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, the money is that that big in the Premier League. I don't think it's an issue. Whereas in the lower leagues, if you're going for a striker, when say there's no transfer window at all, you're going for a striker, and Sunderland go, shit, we could do have a striker, and they just outbid you because they get fifty thousand every week and blah blah blah. That would be unfair. So you're right in that. I just don't think it exists in the Premier League. But I'm you, honest. You need a blanket, don't you? A blanket. Well, of course you do. As, 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 as you always, I'm just saying. I, th- I think it's two different arguments. I don't think the, I don't think the, your example works well in the Premier League because there's just so much money. The non-leagues, I completely agree with you. It wouldn't be fair for Sun just to gazump you, because they can. I just, I, just think it, it. I just think it works at the minute. I don't think there's anything wrong. But it causes there. chaos in Jando. I mean, it's, it's carnage out there. Absolute carnage. Jim White's got a good gig, gig though, hasn't he? Move gigs and all, yeah, isn't exactly, it? Yeah. Here's what it but is, them though. two Burks on Sky Sports News with no fuck all. It just sits, it was it, Cave and... <laughs> they just Cave sit, they just, yeah. our sources... Yeah. yeah, Twitter, mate. You've just read the same tweet I've read <laughs> and you're getting paid thousands... <laughs> Behave yourself. It, it just it just causes absolute carnage. There, were, there was something on actually I was watching it a few days ago, and they were talking about early Ireland and where he might go. And the host they I just can't salivate. Remember, don't I they? can't remember who the host were, but there were that Carvey and um, Darmesh. Yes, he's the other. Yeah, yeah, they they were sat there, and the host sort of went, "Come on, then, put your put your stick your neck out. Where's our early Ireland going to play in come come the summer?" And the host. Was it a Newcastle fan? And he just joked and went, I reckon he's going to sign for Newcastle. And he went, come on then, Carvey, where's he going to go then? Well, my sources tell me oh, yeah, that he's going to go to Real Madrid. But if he doesn't go to Real Madrid, then he'll go to Man City. Brilliant. Right. Insightful. Oh. I mean, th- there is some really good transfer people. And that Romano's just out, come out of nowhere, isn't he? And he's like the Bible of it now. He barely gets anything wrong. But yeah. I mean, even he's got a live Twitch stream now. He's making some coin out of this. Yeah. He set his camera up for the 9am, I think he was on live this morning. Obviously, there's a, clearly a deadline, so he knows when he's going to make his money. Sky News, Talk Sport, the work, it's just tedious. I just can't stand it. And I'm only saying this because he's on Sunday. <laughs> I, I think it would brilliant if we signed three players. <laughs> Have you seen the thing at the moment with Derby and Palace? They're Derby in talks. Palace. Yeah, Derby and Palace. They're in talks over Luke Huang. Oh, yeah, one million quid. One million quid. Striker. But, they then loan him straight back to Derby, but they're not sure whether Derby are allowed to do that because of their uh, transfer ban. However, the one million quid to Derby at the minute is clearly a shitload of money. Yeah. The Derby topic is they a can't... whole other podcast, so let's not yeah. get in anywhere near that if we can help it because that, that's another 45 minutes. Yeah. 40 million though, Delhi, Ali, apparently. 10, 10 in it, plus add-ons. 40 million. So no, 40 million then, yeah. No, it's 10. It's 10 million up front. He's got to play 20 games for him to get anywhere near more money. It's 40 so million. that's going to happen then? I've literally just it's read it. It's not 40 million. I've read it. Read more. It's not. <laughs> read it earlier. It's you were having this before, I'm with you, Tim. Yeah, 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 well, no, yeah. no, it's 10. Yeah. But, but with add-ons. So it's 40 million then. No, because he's got to play like 20 games. Well, he's going to fucking do that, isn't he? If they're paying 10 million quid for him. He's going to play 20 times for Spurs, is he? This season. But you're not buying him. Yeah, you're not buying him though to stick him on the bench, are you? That'd be a good deal. You'll get an extra... 35 million if you play 20 games this season, but there's not that many left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who signed that off? Who believe me? Tell you. Can, we, can we sell him after 19 games? <laughs> Sorry, Delhi. <laughs> off you go. How old do you think he is, by the way, Delhi? Oh, 20, 27. 28. 25. Is it? Is that it? Yeah, he's wasted. He played Frankie Dons when he was about three, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. 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 He's been around forever. Yeah. But you haven't come back at me. Is that many? It is 10 million. No, it's 40 million. I've literally just been reading it. He didn't come back. Deli Ali is set to undergo a medical ahead of a permanent move from Tottenham to Everton. Potential 40 million pound deal. 40 million. So not, so no, not 10. 
So tonight, they're not going to transfer 40 million quid. Can you see 10 million at any point during no. that? No. Idiot. You literally just Google Look it. Look at it. Telegraph, a journalist reported that the Toffees will pay 10 million quid. What time is this? Once he's played for 20 games. <laughs> what time is that? Could rise up to 40 with add-ons. What time is so that? 40, so it's 10 million quid. So, so, but the deal's for 40 million. Yeah. Right. No, we're done, to be fair. Are we? Yeah, that's all, that's all the topics. Got to close it out. Enjoyed that. It was a good show tonight, wasn't it? I've, I've, I've had a right laugh there. Facer, it's better without DT, isn't it? Yeah, she was sucking off. He'd <laughs> <laughs> be overloaded in come by now, wouldn't he? <laughs> and drowning on the slopes. The thing uh, is, he's on a new diet and there's a lot of calories in cum, so he's going to come <laughs> back a right fat fuck. Full of protein, apparently. Let's close the show. You have been listening to another episode of Gone Off on a Tangent. It's brought to you by the sponsors that are at the start. Hell's Ditch for music. Thank you very much, guys. I've been Adam Starks. He's been Carl Stubbs, as per usual. Good night. Mike Wright brought some knowledge. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. Terry sat in the corner, produced, and smashed it. Cheers, pal. Until next time. DT AWOL. See you all next week. <laughs>